Welcome to Bite Size, a cybersecurity Q&A presented to you by Corolla Mooring. Our goal is to take the complex world of government contract cybersecurity and break it down into bite-sized pieces. My name is Kate Grawley. And I'm Evan Wolf. Every few weeks, we'll take one question that we frequently hear from clients and give you a short and hopefully simple answer and explain why it matters. And this week, we have one that we've been getting many questions from many people on, which is a notice from DOD about the new CMMC 2.0 that was recently released. And we're going to talk to you about, give you a high-level overview this week, and there'll be a lot of information to follow in future podcasts and in correspondence from our firm. So to start with, Kate, what are the big changes? Do we still have five levels? No, we don't. We have gone from five to three. And this is part of the DOD's effort to really simplify and streamline the CMMC process. So that way it's in particular not so burdensome to those small and medium-sized businesses that we have historically been hearing a lot of concern around their sort of ability to meet the CMMC requirements. So three levels, let's walk through each one and what, generally speaking, they're going to look like. Um, I think a big caveat for a lot of this discussion is that the DOD has only put out limited information, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about when we're going to get some more detail, but so all of this is um, expected, but nothing is final yet. But in terms of what we're expecting, so CMMC level one, that really isn't going to change much. That's being referred to as the foundational level. And there, contractors who are handling FCI, that federal contract information that we've talked about in the past, they're going to have to continue to implement the 17 basic controls from NIST 800-171 that are spelled out in that FAR basic safeguarding clause, 52.204-21. The thing that's going to be a little different is that in addition to actually implementing those controls, they're going to have to submit an annual self-assessment to the DOD through the Supplier Performance Risk System, or SPURS. So level one, those 17 basic controls, we're no longer looking at a situation where you're going to have to have that third-party audit with the C3PAOs. We're looking at a self-assessment. Level two is a little bit more complex. There's sort of two paths here. And level two is being referred to as advanced. And this is really what under the original version of CMMC was considered level three. So under 2.0s, level two, contractors who are handling CUI, that controlled unclassified information, they must implement the 110 controls in NIST 800-171. And then as a default submit, again, an annual assessment that's going to look a lot like the annual assessments that folks are already submitting under 7019 and 7020, those DFARS clauses that we talked about in the past. Um, But again, there, you're not looking at a C3PAO assessment, you're looking at a self-assessment. This is where sort of the, the paths diverge, if you will, because there is a subset of CUI that is not precisely defined, but the DOD generally refers to as critical national security information. For contractors handling that higher level of sensitivity CUI, instead of relying on the self-assessment, we're gonna do what originally we were all expecting with CMMC. And for those folks, you're going to have to have once every three years, an independent assessment that's performed by the CMMC third-party assessment organizations, those C3PAOs. 
Then we move on to the last level, level three. This is really the equivalent of what was historically levels four or five, and it's referred to as the expert level. And here, contractors that are handling CUI on the most critical programs are going to, again, have to implement those 110 controls. But instead of doing a self-assessment or relying on a C3PAO assessment, there will have to be a an assessment that is done by the government, we're expecting that to be DIBCAC, the Defense Industrial Based Cybersecurity Assessment Center that's within DCMA. And the government's actually going to be the one who's going to do that assessment. In addition to that, and I actually, I should have mentioned this on the front end, in addition to the 110 controls in NIST 800-171, there's also going to be a subset of controls that are going to be required that's pulled from NIST Special Publication 800-172. We've talked about that one in the past as well. That's sort of an advanced level of cybersecurity requirements designed to sort of thwart those nation-state-sponsored actors. So we're moving from five levels to three, combination of self-assessment, C3PAO assessment, and government-led assessment. But again, it's a little bit simpler of a framework, so it's list easier to, to walk through in a podcast, for example. So Evan, um, I had mentioned that there's a lot more detail that we're going to get from DOD um, in the future. Can you talk a little bit about what the timing for all of this looks like? That's a great question, Kate, because what DOD released was just the notice of a change to the rule, but not actually any part of the Administrator Procedures Act or any of the rulemaking process. So we we have to follow the APA rulemaking process from this point forward, and that could take anywhere from nine to 24 months. And then what happens to CMMC in the meantime then? Yeah, that's probably the question on the top of everyone's minds. And so what DOD did announce is that they intend to pull all the pilot projects. And so for those companies that were either participating in one or or uh, assumed they would be participating in one, you can uh, no longer have to worry about that. And also the use of the clause that implements 70, uh, uh, CMMC 7021 will not be used. So they are basically putting a, a hold on the use of, of this rule until they get through the rulemaking process. Yeah, so there is definitely, there's going to be a lot more to discuss on this front. This will not be the first episode that is dedicated to CMMC 2.0. So stay tuned, more to come for sure. But in the meantime, thank you all again for joining Bite Size Q&A. We will be back in your feed in a few weeks with a new question and a simple explanation, uh, many of which are again likely to revolve around this topic. Uh, you can always find more information on our website. If you have any suggestions for what questions we should cover, please do let us know. I can be reached at 202-624-2698, and Evan is at 2615. Thanks so much. This has been Bite Size Q&A, a podcast brought to you by Kroll & Mooring. You can find more information at kroll.com slash cyberpodcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review.